that was really helpful for me this year to be able to say, hey, even if everything that I've known about teaching literally this year has gotten thrown into a dumpster and has been lit on fire. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. most yes. apt yes. illustration I can give. Right. Um, I still can teach. Yes. I still have students that need to know that learning is joyful and that it is worthwhile yes. and that they have brains that are powerful. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. My name is Russ, and I'm the producer of the show. And today, it's my honor to introduce to you Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. Hello, everybody. My name is Jamie Collins. My name is Rachel Evans. And I'm Natalie Davey. And we are here with our new podcast, Teachers Changing Teaching. And uh, what we want to do is spend some time talking about different questions, different challenges, and different solutions that we can come up with um, both on the spot and based on our experiences to try to take the world of teaching and make it a little bit more um, accessible. Mm -hmm. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think several, for several, several months, many months, Natalie, Rachel, and I have been spending time together talking on my back porch with coffee in hand Mm -hmm. and having really rich conversations about what our teaching is, uh, where we feel like it's falling short, and where we feel um, we can help one another with encouragement, with ideas and support in order to become the best version of ourselves, Mm -hmm. not to become the other person. But right. to each become the kind of teacher that we are, that we feel that we are supposed to be, that we need to be for our students. So just a little background. My name is Jamie Collins. As I mentioned, I am a pre-service educator at John Brown University. So I get to teach teachers on a daily basis. That's how I met Natalie and Rachel a couple years ago. No, that's right. They, had, um, they were in their Master of Arts degree at um, University of Arkansas, where I was uh, working and teaching. <clears throat> Woo and pig forever. <laughs> Woo, Woo pig Jamie Collins, actually. <laughs> Real. So we stayed in touch and um, I moved to John Brown University. And so I'm there working with um, pre-service teachers in all areas, um, secondary education, which is seventh through 12th grade. I get to work with social studies teachers, with um, English language arts teachers, which is what I was. I was an English language arts um, teacher and humanities teacher in the past, both here in the area of um, Northwest Arkansas and in Oklahoma. And um, a lot of my work is around teacher identity and how we understand ourselves as educators, also around um, project-based learning and arts integration, so how we can get kids... um, to feel empowered and to understand their capacity to create and to think and to be um, critical meaning makers in the world of literature and writing. So that's a little bit about me. And I want these two other amazing people to talk a little bit about themselves and their um, backgrounds. Uh, Just to give you a short bio, knowing a little bit about us, because we each bring very different, I mean, different experiences, different components to the table. and. I think knowing a little bit about each one of us is super helpful. So without further ado, um, my name is Rachel Evans. Yeah. I teach up at Bentonville high school in yes. Bentonville, Arkansas. I teach ninth grade English, both, um, our on-level class and then pre-AP. So I've got 
two different preps and I really love working with freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my master of arts at the university of Arkansas. Um, that's where I met Jamie and Natalie and we kind of started our fun little teacher crew. Yes. So yeah, before that I okay. got my undergrad at university of Arkansas in English. And then I took a few years off to just kind of travel, travel in the mountains. Yes. <laughs> And write beautiful things while in the mountains. Yes. I feel like you wrote. I don't oh, know. yeah. I should show you all my mountain poetry sometime. Mountain poetry. Hey, mountain That's poetry. what I'm saying. Yes. Um, don't we all need a mountain poetry phase in our lives? We do. We do. Everyone needs a mountain poetry phase. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll show you all my mountain poetry sometime. <laughs> um, but it was in the mountains. And while I was, I was guiding high school students on week-long backpacking Ooh. trips. And that's where I really discovered my love of teaching and educating. I loved being in the mountains and giving high school students skills to navigate glaciers and rocks and um, see them use those skills to summon a mountain and uh, feel really empowered by that and feel Absolutely. really strong. That and, experience, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The experience and, and them learning that like, they can learn a skill and then use it. Absolutely. Yeah. And right. that was really powerful mm-hmm. to me. And I came out of that summer thinking, I want to, like, I want to do this forever. Right. I want to teach people things forever. I wonder how, what career could I have to do that? Teaching. Teaching. <laughs> That's that career. That's the career. There it is. <laughs> So, uh, that's kind of how I ended up, um, yeah, going to U of A, getting my master's in teaching and starting to work at Benville high school. I'm in my second year of teaching. Nice. Um, so, and now a little bit about Natalie. Yeah. Natalie, share with us. I'm Natalie Davey. Um, I come from Kansas city originally. So I ended up in Arkansas because, um, I had a sister who went to the U of A. I fell in love with Fayetteville heard about their teaching program with the master's degree included. So I did, um, my degree, my undergrad degree is in English literature from the the, university of Arkansas. Okay. At the U of A. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then I did my master's at the university of Arkansas as well. So Razorback forever, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually fell in love with teaching when I had, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this in our podcast, but when I had a transformational teacher in high school. Absolutely. And I think that teaching the profession in general, being in the classroom is magical primarily because of that teacher that I had. Mm. Um, That's good. So I graduated. um, We, well, Rachel and I both graduated in May of 2019 from the university of Arkansas with our master's degree. And then um, I am now working at Harbor high school in Springdale, Arkansas. So um, I teach 10th grade English. So I do um, on grade level English and I also do inclusion English as well. So students with IEPs, I'm in charge of those kiddos. And then I also do a class of student council, which is new to me this year. Um, so I've been curriculum designing for that and incorporating it into daily lives for students and in ways to improve our schools. So that's been a really exciting change that, um, I've been given this year. Um, but I love every minute of it. Teaching is rewarding in all of the different ways and I'm lucky to do it every day. So why I got into teaching or really, um, I think my story of teaching is, feels very long. I can't really pinpoint a single moment. I grew up with teachers. My mom and dad are teachers. Um, 
So I always grew up around this idea of school and of education Mm -hmm. and of uh, my dad's also been in higher education. My mom was a a little, you know, kindergarten, first grade teacher. So I was always around it. And so I went to college my first year and I remember sitting across from my advisor and saying, I want to do anything but teaching. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be, um, can relate, Rachel, and you? I, yes, I had many conversations with my advisor during college that went, oh, you're an English major. You're going to be a teacher, right? And I said, nope, <laughs> not going to do that. No, they don't get paid much and they have to do so much. No, I would never. It's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> so I took an English class and a communications class and I loved my education class and I, I'm, and I hated my communication class. And so that's just what I decided. And I liked, I had read some books at that time and I liked books. Mm-hmm. So I picked English ed and everybody laughed and thought that was the most outrageous thing in the world. But, um, I think inside my heart knew yeah. my spirit knew mm-hmm. my life. It was calling to me. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely calling to me. And so I said, yes. And then it's been a gradual process. Yeah. Um, studying abroad kind of confirmed more reflecting back on my educational experience and incredible teachers that had invested in me and loved me well. And then when I graduated, I got to go back and teach at the high school that I went to mm. and be mentored by my humanities teacher, Linda Helm, who was an incredible um, influence and support that I could be um, both strong and independent and a thinker and a doer. And Mm. then um, as I was going through working at different schools, found these huge questions that I couldn't find answers to. Right. And so I went back to school and started that whole journey of teaching at the college level as part of my graduate work. Mm. And I still have those same questions, honestly. Which about, is what we're going to talk about right, a lot right, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what has really spurned our conversation sitting on my back porch. And um, I remember in the middle of the summer, we were sitting socially distanced outside mm-hmm. because this is COVID time still. Yep. And we talked about what we were good at. Mm-hmm. And it was really uh-huh. hard, wasn't it? It was, it was very difficult. We t- and we realized this culture around teaching is to talk about what we are not good at, mm. to be assessed and evaluated by what we're not doing, and then to just keep taking it, right? right. Hit after hit after hit. And we said, what if we change that? Mm. What if we push back at that and say, no, actually, when students are in my room, I want it to be a life-giving experience. Right. And so I'm going to offer them the best that I have. I right. can't, I, maybe I am not necessarily strong at doing those five other things, but I know these three things that I'm really good at. Right. And so I think these conversations too, I want us to always be mindful of those who are listening and us who are talking that teaching is about continuing to stay connected to to the why Mm. and our passion for it, that it's okay that we have days that we really don't like it. Mm-hmm. There, it's okay that we have days where we feel like we're really bad at it right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that we, have, we haven't done well mm-hmm. or that we have failed, but that doesn't define us. What defines us is our decision and our commitment to our students and to our, and our field. Right. And so um, these conversations are in my heart and in my mind, encouragement for those who are listening mm-hmm. to stay in it, right? right? Yep. To keep at it in the field, to keep at it with the students. And to, to go, um, Rachel was talking before we, uh, as we were kind of prepping and she said, I want a podcast that if I'm driving to work, (laughs) right. I listen to the podcast and at the end, I'm a little bit more ready and I'm a little bit more okay with going in and facing what I've got to face. Yeah. 
right? A little bit more encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what we want to provide with these conversations. So the structure that we're going to do is, um, and thank you for listening. Those who are listening. Thank you. We so appreciate you. (laughs) Appreciate you. Um, we're cheering for you. That's right. We are absolutely. We're advocating for you. And, um, so the idea of teachers changing, teaching the, the, we run, Mm -hmm. we spun around with lots of different ideas of what to call it. Mm -hmm. And what we, our heart behind teachers changing teaching is that we're not saying there's anything necessarily incredibly wrong with the teaching that's happening. (laughs) I just got, I just started looking at me seriously. Oh, do you agree or disagree? (laughs) We recognize that there are a lot of things that are, that seem like discouraging about teaching. And what we want to do is like provide an outlet for people to say, yes, there are a lot of things that are discouraging, but there are ways that we can change it in our classrooms and that we can change the narrative about education day to day, just in our rooms. Because that's what we're in control of. Right. The day to day in our rooms. Right. Right. There's so many things we don't have control of. And I think this last year really showed us, but there are, there are things that we do and that we can be advocates for. And, and as a teacher educator, my whole preparation for teachers is for the classroom of the past, mm. right? I, right, yeah. right now I'm thinking about, and we're doing classroom management and I'm trying to teach, I'm trying to help them understand classroom management. And I'll, all of a sudden it's how do we do classroom management with Chromebooks and with hybrid and yep. right. So everything's changed. Mm. Um, how do we think about assessment when it's not a paper pencil test anymore? How do we think about reading and writing when we're dealing with so much with devices. Right. Mm. And so I think that, and this is, it's, it's my people, higher ed. We're, we're kind of in that place still. We're a few years behind. And so I really want to create a space where we're thinking about where we are right now. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, as a, it's my second year teaching and it's spring 2021 right now. Yep. Half of over half my teaching career has been during COVID right. and during yeah. trying to figure out hybrid and virtual and wow. split schedules and all, yes. of, all of the cozy, COVID craziness. Yeah. And I'm learning how to teach every year and every month again. Well, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I had you in class. I was your professor and I talked to you about how to have a class that you don't have right now. Correct. Yep. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. I prepared you for not this. <laughs> right. And I don't know 100%. that anyone is prepared for, for this. this. Right. For this. No. And, and so, so it comes back to this idea of, of having agency right? yes. over the things that we can have agency. Yes. And I remember feeling in school, like being uh, in my internship and seeing, yep all of these systems and all of these, this wild beast that is schools Mm. and feeling helpless and powerless in that. Absolutely. And learning in my teaching to, to have agency over the things that I can have agency over. Absolutely. Right. What happens in my classroom every day Right. and what literature we're talking about, what we're writing, how we're writing about it. And that's been transformative for me to not, get stuck in feeling cynical and discouraged about the school system, but mm-hmm. to have agency over what I can control and what I can change. Yeah. That is an excellent point. Natalie, can you share about what you have done to very proactively like Rachel um, 
accepted or embraced more agency in a space where a lot of times we don't feel a sense of agency in education? Yeah, I think one of the things that's been helpful, well, when we were talking this summer about sort of our natural giftings, like in the classroom, the things that we're good at, right. that was really helpful for me this year to be able to say, hey, even if everything that I've known about teaching literally this year has gotten thrown into a dumpster and has been lit on fire. Absolutely. Like the Absolutely most yes. apt yes. illustration I can give. Right. Um, I still can teach. Yes. I still have students that need to know that learning is joyful and that it is worthwhile yes. and that they have brains that are powerful. Yes. And so um, we often talk about how it's helpful for us to think in metaphors because we are, well... English teachers, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it's and what we do, it's kind of what we do. It's okay. Yep. And so one of the things that I do every day is I'm like, even driving to work, getting ready for first period is this is just what I do. So take it or leave it. But I think through like, this is what has been given to me, right? This is, as we've said, this is my acre. Like right. this is my plot of land. Right. This is what I can take care of. Yeah. I have 132 students this year and I'm going to take care of those 132 students because they are my acre. That's right. And I'm going to take care of these pieces of content because that is on my acre. Right. I can't, um, all of the questions surrounding education and the things that cause teachers to become so jaded get pressed at like the forefront of people's minds because we forget that like all we can do, like all that we can control is that day to day in our classroom, right. taking care of our content, taking care of our students. Um, I don't know if that fully answers your question, but no, that's just does. like what I do daily to think like, am I giving them, like, am I taking care of my students the best way that I can today? 